Hello and welcome to another edition of the Vandal Scoreboard Podcast. Zach Kellogg, Chris Dermer, live, well, remotely, we are quote-unquote live. Chris, how you doing today? <laughs> Not too bad, Zach. How you doing, man? Doing good, you know, just got to take it day by day. You have a good Halloween, good social distance Halloween? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a fun time, fun Halloween. Same here, same here. Went as a frat boy. It was a lot of fun. Wore the John Morant Memphis Grizzlies jersey, the throwback with some boardwalk nice. shorts, backward visor, and then uh, my hippie glasses for the people that can't see it. They are um, very frat boy-esque, as you, as I think you can okay. note from maybe some parties you went to, Chris. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, very, very frat boy-esque. That's what's up. Um, so, again, Mondays are our – Pro days where we talk about the NFL, we talk about the NBA, the MLB, everything kind of outside the world of college. Because again, we decided we can talk a full hour about both of these kind of areas of sports. So today is our yeah. professional one. You're listening to the Vandal Scoreboard podcast on KUI 89.3 FM. This is a pre recorded episode. Again, Zach Kellogg, Chris Dermer. And now we're going to start off with the NFL. Week eight is almost entirely in the books. We have one game tonight Tampa Bay versus the New York Giants. <laughs> Um, disregarding that slaughter, <laughs> I think we are both going to predict on that. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, we've talked about the league, you know, in the last few weeks, what has been your biggest surprise so far this year? Uh, I, I think the simple one will be, you know, the seven and oh Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I don't think anybody thought that the Steelers would be as dominant as they are right now. Um, This Pittsburgh team is giving me a lot of 2008, like 2007 type vibes. Uh, When Ben was just a few years in the league and that defense was a monster. Uh, And now once again, the defense is a monster, has a crazy secondary, uh, a crazy defensive line, just stacked from top to bottom. Uh, And they proved it again yesterday against having a great win against the Baltimore Ravens in a game in which I really don't think the Steelers should have won. Uh, it was the Ravens game to lose, uh, but the Steelers were able to pull it off at the end. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, what the Steelers have been able to do has very much surprised me and I wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, just recently, I mean, I think that the loss for the Titans against the Bengals was something that really caught me off guard because they were yeah. five, the five and zero. I was the Titans. I'm referring to now they're five and two, tied for first in the AFC South with the Colts. Right now it's a two team race because you know five and two, five and two, and then you have Houston and Jacksonville tied at one and six. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think for me, if as I'm kind of look at this, how bad the NFC East is. And the fact that the Cowboys at two and six are about a game and a half back. Yeah. Like, yeah. The NS, yeah, the NFC East is uh is a joke right now, unfortunately. Um, and it just I was watching Undisputed this morning, you know, I was watching, you know, those sports talk shows. And it's yeah. like I I feel like, you know, when the regular season concludes and to say if you know, Philly, Dallas, or whoever wins that division with like six wins. I you gotta I I don't see how you can't veto them and like put like a team from like say if the Niners are like you know eight and eight or if you have you know like a 
you know, a team that's, you know, right above 500 at like nine wins. Yeah. It's like, you're really going to say that team stays home and this sorry franchise gets to, gets to host a playoff game. And I will put this disclaimer out. Seattle did the same thing back in 2011 when they were seven and nine and they mm-hmm. won the NFC West against the Rams on Sunday night football. I remember it like it was yesterday. And then they went on to beat the defending Super Bowl champions in a wild card game in Seattle with the beast quake run. But even then I didn't feel good when that year happened of being like, yeah, this team, like it was an awesome moment. Like when we, when that happened, we almost beat Chicago too in the divisional rounds. Like, yeah. But I didn't feel like, Oh yeah. Seattle deserves this playoffs, but it was like, Oh my God, we got in the playoffs somehow through just the system being kind of broken. Yeah. You know, it, it, this very well could happen uh, with the Eagles, possibly if Carson Wentz and the Eagles find some sort of momentum late in the season. Uh, but yeah, right now, right now it's uh, it's not good football. It's not fun football to watch. You know, last night, Carson Wentz and, uh, uh, you know, the Cowboy third string quarterback. Oh, Mr. Had, B.A.D.? His initials literally exactly. spelled out B.A.D. Yeah. Because he is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad. And, you know, you can expect it from the Cowboys because they have their third string quarterback in. But when you have Carson Wentz and the Eagles, when is enough going to be enough? See, I'm glad for this year we've had some semblance of normalcy with the L.A. Chargers losing close games and blowing leads. I mean, that is one yeah. constant um, that I think we, we shouldn't take for granted. And I feel bad because one of my best friends is a Chargers fan. And mm. that loss to the Broncos yesterday was um, absolutely gut-wrenching to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the swagginess of Drew Locke there at the end of the game as well. Yeah. But you know what? Let's – one more thing. I didn't think the Patriots would be this bad. Two and five. And I doesn't feel yeah. like they've been that bad, like on a four-game losing streak, but they have just been bad lately. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't think they'd be this bad. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting this much of a drop-off when it came to the Buffalo Bills either. Uh, they're still winning, but they're not winning at the type of level they were at the beginning of the season. And Josh Allen is definitely not playing at, at his type of level that he showcased early on in the season as well. Um, Potential MVP do, candidate. Yeah, exactly. Part of it may have to do with – Maybe, I don't know, the weather in Buffalo, who knows? You know, playing the Patriots, it was a close game. Patriots always give the Bills a run for their money. Uh, But, you know, I think the Bills definitely need to step it up right now. All right, so I have three things I want to hit on real quick. Uh, One, the Cardinals just confirmed two cases of COVID-19 on the team. Uh, The Browns are now going remote because of COVID-19 symptoms. I didn't hear about that until I'm like just now reading it. Um, so that's another thing we got to keep into account now too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, yeah, for the star, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Star defensive player for Baltimore Ravens. He tested positive as well. So there's a good chance that he's not going to be able to play on Sunday. And who knows if a minor outbreak is happening there within the organization as well now. And, again, we have to, like, not only Marlon Humphrey and the Baltimore Ravens, but they just played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. 
Um, did he catch it from them? Did he have it then? Did he then like? That's the thing. It's it's a it's just like a spark in a dry forest. It one little spark doesn't look that bad. It's like okay, it'll come in hot. It'll burn out hot. But if it catches, it's gonna spread. If you give it the situation to spread, it's going to not stop until it's all the way through everything in its path. Definitely. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm worried about with COVID. It's like, all right, like we're doing better. We're doing better. But that one little instance can just screw up all the progress you made. Um, Yeah. But getting back to football, do you happen to know what the point differential is for the Buffalo Bills overall in terms of points scored and points allowed so far this season for them, like kind of what their plus minus is when comparing the two. That that I do not, Zach. It is negative one. They've been outscored so far this season, despite being six and two. And I was like, okay, like they're winning games, but either like as I'm kind of looking as I now pull up their schedule, it's like you know when they lose, they lose, they lose bad, and when they win, you know they win. Against the bad teams like the Jets, they win by 10. But then they really haven't beaten anyone by more than seven to eight points. Even the second time they played the Jets, they beat them 18 to 10. So it's like when they win, they win close. When they lose, they lose pretty bad. So yeah, they're just a big question mark right now at the moment, honestly. Yeah, I think with the Bills, we just need to at least have to see more of them playing the, the best teams in the AFC right now and how – how they continue to stack up. All right. And now we want to, I want to get us updates on our teams, you know, so Chris, yep. for the fans or for the people that, you know, don't follow the, Ooh, the chargers just did a trade. Desmond King to the Titans for a six rounder. And hmm. Also Quan Alexander from the Niners to the saints. All right. Well, wow. That's the big one right there. Quan Alexander. Yep. Okay. So, all right, cool. Uh, I mean, for those of you that follow the NFL, those are two pretty dang good players that are now pieced out and uh, gone on to, new, on to greener pastures. Um, anyway, back to the Colts. For the people that may not fo- people yep. that follow the league or, you know, pe- give us a rundown of just how this season has gone so far for the 5-2 and two Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been a strange – season i would say for the indianapolis colts uh they're winning games but they're not winning games in ways that we'd expect from the colts mostly when you think of the colts you think of uh, either a high powered or a stable offense and then a okay or terrible defense uh and right now it's been flipped the defense is lights out uh, leading the lead in, in interceptions, uh, third in, I think, total defense, just having crazy defensive numbers, uh, forcing turnovers, a strong front seven. Uh, it, it, they're a lot of fun to watch. Offense, on the other hand, it took a couple of weeks to figure things out, but the last two games now, Phillip Rivers actually seems like the quarterback we needed. Um, I'm still hesitant on him. I'm not like, heck yeah, I love Phillip Rivers. But uh, if he keeps playing the way he has played these past two weeks, uh, we're in great position. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I'm now looking at this ESPN article. It's like this next four games, I think, will really kind of show yeah. what the who the Colts really are because it's Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans. And so it's like even if mm-hmm. you guys go two and two in that stretch, you guys end up being seven and four. You then have Texans, Raiders, Texans, Steelers, Jags. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, it's a rough stretch. Rough November stretch we have here. I mean, so, like, let's say – I don't want to say they lose all four, but, I mean, like I said, if you go – if you're seven and four coming out of this, and then you close the season only losing to the Steelers, it's like 11 and five. Like, I would think that would be enough to win the yeah. division, depending on how the Titans do, depending on if you win one of those games in that, in that stretch. But, I mean, I think it's kind of clear as at this point of guessing, maybe not clear, but a good bet that the Steelers are going to be the number one team in the AFC. Um, yeah. The NFC is still very much up for grabs. But I think you guys could be like, you know, a two to three seed. Like, I'd be very surprised if you guys, like, you know, probably the two seed is what I'd be guessing. I'd, I'd be shocked if we were a two seed. Uh, I, I think November – I would. I really would. Uh, just because of the, the rough November stretch we have here, uh, if we can somehow – this this month is going to prove to me what kind of team this Colts team is. Because last season, we started – the Colts started off 5-2 and two as well. But then, you know, that's when they finished the season, I think, 2-7. and two and seven. Uh, yeah. seven and nine granted both years totally different circumstances um but you know can they continue this this way of play uh and, and actually playing some some dominant football so we'll have to wait and see and you know playing the ravens the ravens it's not going to be it's not going to be no cakewalk just because they lost to the steelers those two easily can be that could be another AFC championship matchup. Like honestly, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. I just hope. Do Do you know what? Uh, I don't know if you can see ahead. Do you know what network uh, that that game is on? I'm assuming it's probably a CBS game. There you go, Mr. Tony Romo. You had it on the nose. CBS, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. I I hope. I hope we just get Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I just we. Never get really great broadcasters for Colts games. <laughs> or not to say great, but not the upper echelon. Like, I just want to be able to watch Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I just that's that's all I want to watch. So all but two of your games looks like are going to be early slots, ten a.m.s. Because then yeah. you have the Thursday night game next week or the week after against the Titans, and then you have. Mm-hmm. A 105 kickoff at the Raiders. So that's something. I mean, I another thing that interests me about this team is just T.Y. Hilton was still no yeah. touch this year, which is interesting to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, what the deal is. I don't know if it's just the chemistry thing between him and Philip Rivers. Uh, I don't know if it's just an age thing. Uh, but yeah, T.Y. Hilton has seemingly started to slip these past two years uh, and especially this year. Um, and what's a shame is he's been such like a 
staple of that franchise for the past for quite some time now. And this is a contract season for T.Y. Hilton. So uh, does he does he probably walk at the end of the year? I think so. And that that sucks. But, you know, I think with the future of Colts wide receivers, uh, you know, and through the draft, I think we can hopefully uh, recover with that. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he since this is a contract year, I wouldn't be surprised if he does walk. Um, Again, you know, it's kind of that sense of loyalty, I would say, that a lot of players have. But it's just kind of – you just don't know. It's like you just don't know until the season comes. But we'll wait and see. Um, I guess now we'll just kind of transition to Seattle. You know, we'll just kind of give another update on – on my team, mm-hmm. I mean, six and one, Russ for MVP is back on track. I mean, after four touchdowns against the Niners, DK Metcalf had career highs in receptions and in terms of receiving yards. I mean, we have one of the best passing you know, attacks. I gotta, I have to say, sh- I have to say, shout out to DK Metcalf because uh, I think possibly me and you played in fantasy yesterday. I'm not entirely for sure. Uh, but maybe. Either way, he DK Metcalf got me forty points in fantasy, uh, while Tyreek Hill got me twenty five. So my wide receivers uh, were on track. So thank you, DK Metcalf, for being a monster this season. See, you're gonna win this week in fantasy. I'm not gonna. You also, I know. You didn't have your quarterback in. But... I forgot to set my lineup. So I had Chris Godwin, yeah. who's injured, out. And then I had Kyle, Kyler Murray on a bye. And it's like if I would have had – like I was looking at this yesterday. If I would have had Aaron Rodgers in, that's 20, 22 and a half points. Um, if I would have moved Keenan Allen into the starting lineup for Chris Godwin and then moved Justin Jackson to flex, I might have had a shot. But I didn't. So what are you now – you're going to be five and two in fantasy and I'm going to be five and two as well. Yep. That's what's up. I'll take that. I think so. Not me too. Yo. Meredith Spellbring is tied with me for the lead in the entire league. Cool. Um, did not expect that. I'll say that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody did. No. Um, but yeah, DK Metcalf has, we need to get Jonah, Jonah Baker on the show because I remember back when he used to host with me and we, and the Seahawks drafted DK Metcalf. I will say we are more than a little critical of the man at the combine and like, all right, like, who's this guy going to be? Like, do we really want him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, I think, I think that's why I'm not an NFL executive is that they made the right choice. And this for years, I've been saying we need a big wide receiver, you know, not like a Calvin Johnson, even though it's kind of what we have now, but you know, a big wide receiver to go up, get the ball and be that big body rather than, you know, a Tyler Lockett, a Doug Baldwin, a Jermaine curse, you know, Mm -hmm. those guys have been great, but it's like, we just needed that one guy who could like we saw on Sunday, box a guy out and just get the ball. And thank you, football gods and Pete Carroll and John Schneider for drafting this man. Um, 
I mean, seven touchdowns. Him and Tyler Lockett are both tied for first for most touchdown receptions so far this year. And they're both, I believe, top like 10 in yards, receiving yards so far this year as well. Like, yeah, I think it just it shows you just how dominant the Seahawks offense has been this season uh, with, you know, with letting Russ cook. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm still like, all right, like, when is this train going to slow down? Like, is this train going to slow down anytime soon? But so far, I mean, it doesn't look like it. I mean, Russ has already thrown for over two. 2,100 yards through seven games, so we're not even halfway through the season yet. I mean, he's on track to throw over 5,000, throw well over 50 touchdowns because he's already at 26. And it's like, I think uh, the only person to have more touchdowns through seven games was Tom Brady in 07 because he had 27. Yeah. And But, I mean, Russ, 344 yards a game, eight yards an attempt, he has been sacked 19 times. We still has a 120, 120.7 quarterback rating. He has the six picks, but, I mean, even with those six picks, it's like, what, three of them came against Arizona after the bye week? Yeah. And so it's – and this has been with – and, I mean, now – but now we don't have Carlos Hyde or Chris Carson, our one and two running back punch. And, I mean, like, DJ Dallas was okay yesterday. He had the two touchdowns, but I mean, I hope those guys can get back. I hope we can get healthy because we are really missing Jamal Adams on the back end of that defense. Yeah, what uh, what are your thoughts on picking up Carlos Dunlap? Oh, I love that. I I thought that was a great, great move. Didn't give up too much for it. Um, I think he's much needed in terms of what we need for the pass rush because. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl pass rusher who's still, you know, I mean, I who was I listening to? Um, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but they were like, it was AJ Hawk because uh, he was on the Pat Mac, him and Pat McAfee, and it, mm-hmm. they were talking about when AJ was in Cincinnati, and he was like, Carlos Dunlap was a guy when he turned it on, he was just a freak athlete. When they would do like their forty yard sprints. You know, he would just be, you know, just in a standard, you know, standard pose or standard, you know, set. And he would just yeah. blow everyone out of the water when he wanted to. So it's like, all right, if we can get that, which is the contract year for him, I believe. If we can get that, I mean, I'd, I just hope Seattle can just make one more trade for a pass rusher. Just one more trade for a semi-good passer. They looked pretty good yesterday against um against the Niners but I mean I I don't like the fact that Bobby Wagner is our tied for our sack leader and it's only with two yeah um and then we have like Alton Robinson former Vandal Benson Mayoa also tied for the lead in sacks with two and then we have Jamal Adams who hasn't played in three games um tied for the sack lead with two and overall with this team, we have 12 sacks through seven games. Not great. I mean, this defense has been – I tried to give it some some props last week, mm-hmm. but they've just been bad. 
I mean, I think I really was showing in that in that Cardinals game. It's like this team just doesn't have the ability to get stops, which just is what you need, especially if you if you if this defense just plays one really good quarter of football, Russ yeah. can get you a two touchdown lead. It's like he'll throw Definitely. two touchdowns or he'll get you guys ten points at least, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I hate to be that guy who rubs in the face, but uh you know, the Colts got five sacks yesterday. That's all yeah. I got to say. I mean. In one yeah. game, they got five sacks. One game, yeah. And that's almost Granted, half Against of, the yeah. Lions, against Detroit, but still. Yeah. That, that's something I never would have thought in a million years. So. But, I mean, yeah. And, like, if we had your guys' defense, if we had the Colts' defense, I, we would be uncontended Super Bowl favorites, I think, by a mile. Definitely. But just because of that defense, there's cause for concern, rightful cause for concern, even though we're averaging almost 35 points a game, which is insane for me to say because I'm so used to this ground and pound team that, you know, we'll get like 20 points maybe, but then they will just allow 14 points and that's how they win. But now it's just like, nah, we're going to be like the Chiefs of, of, you know, the last two years. We're just going to outscore you by throwing it freaking everywhere. Yeah. DK, you're just gonna sprint. We're just gonna like <laughs> again. I I I could not be happier with how these, with how this receiving core has done so far. And we, I was really hoping for Antonio Brown. I mean, I kind of wasn't, but I was like, that's just another guy that we have an option to. Yeah. But the Flash, Josh Gordon. I hope he gets reinstated somewhat soon because then that's another guy that we can add on top of. Because David Moore, our number three, has three touchdowns this year. And then we have, you know, overall, you know, a pretty, you know, those three are kind of in our top three. But then you have Josh Gordon, four wide out sets. I mean, I don't see how you can stop us when you have that kind of wide receiver core. And I still, and I said this at the start of the year, I still think Seattle has the best overall wide receiver core in the league. And I think it's just becoming a stronger case with how well DK Metcalf DK Metcalf had a career game this week. Ty Lockett had a career game last week. It's like, I think I still think Tampa Bay does. I at this moment. Yeah, actually, I still think Tampa Bay does. Uh, I think I I do think uh, DK Metcalf is a, it's a beast. Tyler Lockett is great as well. But when it comes to some of those other guys, like Tyler Lockett and uh, what you're saying, DJ Moore, what's his name? David Moore, David Moore. David Moore, David Moore, yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, with Russ. You know, Russ is making yeah. them better, obviously. That's so, what he does. That's what um, he – that's, that's then, yeah. Yeah, then you have Tampa Bay, though. You have Chris Godwin, who has proved to be one of the best wide receivers with Jameis Winston as quarterback, same as Mike Evans. And now you're adding Antonio Brown. You have Rob Gronkowski playing at – the Gronk level that we hoped he'd play at. Um, you know, the Bucks just keep getting more weapons and more weapons. And you just so happen to have a six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback uh, as well. So, you know, I, I really hope – I don't know if you guys play in the regular season, but I hope sometime during the playoffs we get to see a Seahawk-Tampa uh, Bay matchup. Uh, because I think with those two offenses, it would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, 
I was like, I would just be nervous because that Tampa Bay defense is legit. Um, that'd be the biggest concern for me. But I mean, right now, Seattle. With I mean, they're 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 number one right now in the conference. Um, we're the only one loss team in the NFC right now. <sighs> Road to fifteen and one. That's what we need. Road to fifteen and one to get that first round by. Um, but yeah, things aren't going to get any easier at least for this next three weeks as we have at the Bills, at the Rams, host the Cardinals, and then we get. Eagles, Giants, Jets, Washington, and then Rams, Niners. Yeah, it seems like a pretty uh, – I mean, it should be an easy stretch there at the end. Um, the yeah. divisional games obviously will be tough, but, um, you know, hopefully the other ones will be simpler. And, and the thing is with the Seahawks, they still need to keep winning because, I mean, don't you guys still have the Cardinals right behind? Um. Yeah, so the Cardinals are five and two. We're six and one. LA is five and three, and San Francisco yeah. is four and four. So I mean, it's still really two, two to three games. Two, a two-game win streak or a three-game win streak could mm-hmm. really flip this division on its head. And yeah, Arizona. I, I just kind of want to look at their schedule real quick as well. They have Dolphins, Bills, Seahawks, Patriots, Rams, Giants, Eagles, Niners, and then Rams. So it's like, I mean, again, with this whole division, it is still very, very, very much in the air. Um, After seeing how the Rams kind of got handled yesterday against the Dolphins, the Rams kind of look like what, for me – kind of what Seattle was a few years ago where it's like when they're when they're on they are on but when they are off it's ugly um yeah yeah I still pick Seattle to win the division um I think I I don't think I picked them at the start of the year no I think I might have picked LA no I don't remember who I picked for being honest it wasn't Seattle but I'll take it for Super Bowl no NFC um NFC West Oh, you didn't pick Seattle for the NFC West? I th- maybe, but I'm like, maybe I picked Arizona, but it's like, I can't remember at this point. Yeah. I'm sure we could go back. If any of our loving fans would love to go back and listen to it, they can. Uh, um, all right. So, dang, we talked quite a bit about that. Um, all right. We're going to kind of go a little more rapid fire with this back half of the show. Okay. Major League Baseball, World Series. We haven't talked about it yet. The Dodgers, they are champs. What were your thoughts? Because how much of the series did you watch? Um, because I think outside of, you know, game five that we had a bet on, I did yeah. not watch, or game four, I did not watch it. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on the series overall? Because I'm going to assume that you watch at least some of it. Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a fun series. Uh, you know, that game six uh, – the Rays, Tampa Bay were was really in control for most of the game. Uh, Blake Snell, their pitcher, was playing remarkable. Um, and uh, through six innings, he was playing great. Uh, I think only had around 60 pitches or something. He could have gone a few more innings for sure. But the Rays made the decision to pull him, uh, a decision that Snell did not like uh, and a decision that the Dodgers loved. Uh, 
you know, after the game, the all the Dodgers was like, once that happened, once Snell got pulled out of the game, they knew they had a shot, uh, which is crazy because that's where the analytics side of baseball uh, had too much of control, I think. Uh, you know, Snell had, I think, one or two hits. Maybe he was like just the second hit all game there in the sixth inning, and that's when they decided to pull him. So, you know, I understand it's a big game. Uh, it was a must-win game, but with it being a must-win game, uh, you you leave your your best pitcher you have out there, your hottest guy, and and Snell was that. So, but unfortunately, they pulled him, and the Dodgers were able to take advantage, and you know. The bats were working all series long for the Dodgers. Uh, they just seemed like they were in control. Uh, and, you know, good for L.A., uh, especially for that Dodgers organization who has been that close for so many years. And now Dave Roberts and company finally got the championship. Yeah, I mean, I like, again, I, I wasn't huge on kind of really anything. But, I mean, I'm glad that it happened. I mean, Go, go Dodgers, I guess, because they finally have a series again. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but we'll just continue from that then. Uh, let me see here. Next up, I want to talk about the NBA and new uh, jersey designs. Yes. I think the biggest one that – I'm going to share my screen right now because I found this this site, and I don't – know how okay. much of I mean this is kind of be another thing of speculation we can do I'm just like all right are any of these actually legit you got me uh it's it's loading we'll, we'll see we'll see if it shows up gotta love old zoom there we go there we go now I see it all right so these first two right here I really like the San Antonio so oh wow for those of you that that can't see well for everyone I can't see it. San Antonio, they have San Antonio kind of written in a, I don't know, mm. like a very, I would say Texas nice. touristy font, you know, very slanted, looks like kind of hand-drawn. Then they have a teal stripe, a pink stripe, and an orange stripe diagonally through the chest with the number kind of in the bottom left corner of the jersey. I think it looks nice and clean. I like I those old too. jerseys that like um, David Robinson used to wear back in the day for the Spurs. Yeah, I I really like these San Antonio jerseys. I'm never usually a fan of the Spurs jerseys, uh, but this one this one I can get behind. And then we see kind of the the Toronto one. I mean, it looks like the um, what was that? The the OVOs. Uh, yeah, back it in looks, the day. Yeah, always a good look. Oh, good good jersey for Toronto. Ooh, I whoa. That, see, that's the thing. Are these legit? Because, you know, th these are quote-unquote leaked jerseys. So, I mean, I, I like – I mean, actually, it looks nice right away, and I like the gradient on the side of how it goes from bottom to top. It goes from orange to blue to black. And then in the middle it yeah. says, City Never Sleeps, New York Knicks. I think it's too top-heavy for Interesting. me. Yeah, I guess the one thing is just it's just very top heavy with so much going on around the number. I do like the number, how it looks, and then you know, kind of the the blue outline on the bottom part of it. Mm -hmm. It's not bad, but I feel like it's going to be a bad jersey just because the Knicks will be bad. Just because the Knicks. Um, so here's this Milwaukee. Like obviously this is just a T-shirt variant, but I mean, 
an all blue. Uh, hmm. I don't know. That's not really. Yeah, I guess we'll have to I wait know. and see on that one. Because, like, I, I'm trying to think. I'm like, uh, I'm like, maybe if they had, like, a different court design, too. But I so I assume so much now of the Bucks being, like, how we see in the label right here, of that pine green, that yeah. cream, and then, you know, white, and then black. I, I don't really see those blue ones working, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of those. Yeah. These aren't too bad. Very yeah, all right. Washington Wizards. I mean, it has the, yeah. you know, the DC logo on the top. It has the stars and stripes on the side. Just, in my opinion, very basic. I mean, when I looked at this, I was like, yeah. all right. Like, I you know, think the I've Wizards, seen these before. The, fat, the past few years, they've had some pretty good city jerseys. Uh, these ones, I don't know. I, it's a little a little yeah. strange, but it, it, it matches Washington, so. Oh, oh no! Oh, the, the white and teal Lakers jerseys. Um, so it's oh, all wow. white with the teal trim, the teal letters, gray numbers with like a teal outline. Yeah, this is yeah, definitely. It's, they say it's the Elgin Baylor inspired uniform, and I agree. If these are real, oh man, these are gonna look nice. Okay, I thought you were about to say they were gonna look bad, and I was like, oh man, I'm about to. No, I'm about no, to. No, these unleash. are gonna. I'm like, those look clean. Yeah, that is very clean. I was like... That is a jersey. See, my whole thing with the Lakers, I'm not a fan of the purple and gold. I'm sorry, not a fan of the purple and gold. But if the Lakers have that, I would not mind copying a a LeBron jersey if it is like this this blue and white and cool silver color. It's something I can get behind. In all... How do you think an all teal variant of this would work? In terms of like... all teal worked, with the white letters and then like really nicely. I mean, like you know the the Kobe jersey that's basically like this. It says Los Angeles. It's blue. It's Elgin Baylor inspired. They they've done this before. Those, um, yeah, but this one is I think a little bit more of a modern take. Uh, Which is but nice. yeah, that is that is very nice. Ooh. Oh yes. Golden State. So the Weasley yes. Warriors. It is like the. The navy blue jersey with the, you know the orange or like the the reddish orange trim yes. and yellow. And then it says Oakland right on the chest in yellow with orange trim around it. I mean, we believe Warriors. I mean, yes, I think this is perfect. This is a perfect city jersey. Uh, the we believe Warriors, something that people still love. And I'm, I'm happy we're, we're used to seeing the Warriors on the front of the chest, but it's nice to see just saying Oakland. Oakland. Uh, he- and with a fact facts of the matter too it says oakland uh yeah which is yeah. big they're because in san fran. they're in san fran now so now they're saying oakland uh that's that's great for the city of oakland i i because now they have a san francisco variety and they have yep. an oakland variety. so i think that's really nice because you kind of like you're like we represent the bay not just san fran not just oakland but we represent you in the bay area like we are your yeah. team and we are going to to show it um definitely that's so that it. was so for that oh, one. I man. think there's there's another page. Well, my, give also. me, give me more, give me more. This is fun. Well, here's it's here's nice. the heat variety. Uh, so I guess you. Oh yeah, there this, was. There's so these these the are more Dallas. leaks. Um, okay. I mean, we saw two of these. It was wow. The Lakers and Oakland, and now we have two whoa, Dallas whoa, whoa, ones. Whoa, 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 whoa! And the Miami. Those ones. my the whoa, whoa, whoa! Those Miami ones. Uh, wow. They look like a little bit too much for me. They're 
Yeah, now it's like to the point they're just like because they've done each color of those Miami Vice jerseys. Now they're like, let's throw it all together. I don't know. It looks pretty cool, but granted, this is a fuzzy photo. Yeah, it is a fuzzy photo. I'd have to see more of it. But this, I if this turns out to be something that Miami does, all white with the letters. I would rather, yeah, this I would rather have. I think it's it's similar to what they've done, but just has a little bit more of that teal to pink gradient kind of flow to it, which I really like. Definitely. And we have, you know, classic green Dallas Mavericks. A white uh, what did you think? Gold? Have you seen Portland's or the Trailblazers was... jerseys? I don't know Those why they get so much not hate. too bad. Ooh. I don't know why. Woo! New Orleans Pelicans. I it's like very, that. it's a very New Orleans uh, jersey. You know, it represents the state well. Um, it... I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about that numbering. But uh, I like that. I think that's gonna look clean. I think it's gonna look nice when it's on the court. It might. It might. I. I I'm not quite as sold as you are on these yet. But ooh, that caught my eye. Not too bad. Phoenix Suns. Oh my god. That might be my favorite jersey we've seen so far. I love old <laughs> school Phoenix. The the black and the purple and the yellow and the orange. The valley. That is ooh. so nice. Yeah, those are nice jerseys. Those wow. are really nice. If I might have to get a Devin oh, Booker jersey, wow. I might yeah. be a, or like yeah. get a custom Steve Nash jersey. In yeah, that this is style, nice. Because that would be nice. And then the Oregon ones, I think that looks. I think it looks nice. Yeah, I think the Oregon ones look nice. Yeah. Always be here for entry. Yeah, I didn't even know about those Phoenix ones, but okay. Man. Now we got to get any other ones that we're missing? Because like, gosh. Oh is... yeah, I mean, apparently on here. There's more. This is a very oh. graffiti Brooklyn Nets type of thing, which I think I like looks it. pretty good. I um, like it. I I love that the Nets are really embracing Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I think this Dallas one. This looks Those like Dallas something that they'd nice. wear like at their championship parade. Yeah, after they I won mean, a they, title, all gold and everything. They look nice though. They do look nice. Uh, where was there was one I really wanted to to look at with you? It was the. The next oh, yeah, those, jerseys, the um, the tie dye, yeah have, the. But then they also have the all like an all white variant, and then yeah, just the, an all the blue variant, the Petrovich jerseys, I think, right? Yeah. But I, yeah, they're they're okay. I they think the be... all whites are gonna look way better than kind of this tie dye thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Raptors got a bit of an update. Yeah, the Raptors. I like I like the updated ones. I think it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I think the Raptors already had pretty clean jerseys, but this is a nice one too. I can't. I need to get a throwback Raptors jersey. That right. the purple with the dinosaur. Yeah, it's so weird how how now like it, this is always happens. It's like after enough time, the old stuff that wasn't cool for a little bit starts being cool again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you just need time. And now, I mean, we still got two. These ones on the left look like the OVO, what we had before. And these ones look like an all purple where it says Raptors in the same vein as like all the other ones. But it's just. Oh, so it it looks like it's going to. Ooh, those purple ones. Okay. Yeah, those those purple ones look interesting. That's going to be. Yeah. 
It's going to okay. be a mixture of the new ones mm-hmm. and then kind of the, I think, the 99 to 2003 I, yeah. Deep Purples. Yeah, I do too. Uh, all right, I think we got one more in us before we're going to close this thing out. This has been a this is my favorite thing to do is when we get to talk about juries and stuff like this. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, let's see if we can see. More, I mean, we got the MLK jerseys for the Hawks. I was hoping Looks they nice. have their. I was hoping they have their. See what, what's the the LA? See the Los Angeles one right here. Yeah, is that the? Oh man, if they do actually wear those, that's gonna look nice. Yes, everyone's sir. been asking for those. Okay, before we close the out, the Minneapolis Lakers. Do you think there is a there is a chance that um geez, lost my train of thought looking at all these jerseys just Yeah. Do you think that there is a chance that Anthony Davis doesn't re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers? I think yeah, I, we've talked about this before. I think there is a chance that he doesn't re-sign. Um I think he will. Uh, now that all the, the dust is settled, um, but yeah, I think there is there is a chance. There's a good, I think, thirty percent chance that he doesn't re-sign with the Lakers. I I'd just be very very surprised because I mean you just want a title, like you're getting ready to, like you. Want, I'm guessing you you'd want to run it back, but I mean, I'd be very very surprised if if he doesn't. Yeah, you um, know I. I think this is different than the Kyrie situation. Uh, and, you know, it's already reports. Oh, wow, those are nice. Bringing the pinstripes back for Charlotte Hornets. Those are nice. Yeah, I, I think really, pinstripes really down the down the shorts would be a little better. But, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think, yeah, they have to have those pinstripes down the shorts too. But, yeah, it's pretty nice on those. I think I think in their, um, in their cities they have all the way down or, like, those are, like, their bus city – Man, ever since Nike took over, I really can't think of like a bad jersey in the NBA. Yeah, like they have just done a such they have done such a good job of just like rebranding these teams, getting them like what fans been wanting. Because mm-hmm. I mean, as we kind of looked at the at the like, I think the Raptors at the very bottom they had a kind of a timeline of what the jerseys looked like over time, and it's like, all right, they really went crazy with you know just kind of doing whatever they wanted. Then they went really conservative, tried to go as minimal as possible. And now they're like, we can be conservative, but we can also just make it look nice. And I'm really glad they're doing that. Definitely. Woo. That might be my favorite segment of any show that we do is when we get to talk about jerseys, if we're being honest. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love the jersey talk we have. I love it. Oh, Chicago. One, oh my! That's that looks nice. like the Chicago musical. Ooh. Yeah. Detroit, all blue oh, and all have, red. We found more jerseys. The Clippers, oh, all right, man. revamped. I like that it's bigger in terms of the Clippers. You know, the kind of um, SoCal look. And uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, Heat. No. That might be it, though. That might the be Nets, it. the Trailblazers, new court. Okay, we're gonna end it here. Yeah, we gotta. Um, <laughs> I got another meeting in about 30 seconds. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Vandal Scoreboard on a Monday. Zach Kellogg, Chris Dermer, you can catch us both out on social media. 
at Kellogg underscore Zach, at Chris underscore Dermer, Dermer, all capitalized, D-E-R-E-M-E-R. You can catch Chris out on the YoloCast where they have pop culture, talk about pop culture, video games, and pretty much just everything. Guys just talking about what they want to. You guys can catch that where, Chris? Uh, Everywhere. You can catch that everywhere. Anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. That'll be all for us. See you all on Friday where we'll talk a lot more Vandal sports. And just remember, go Vandals. Roll Vandals.